Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is April 20th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button for auto downloads as you get all the episodes first. But leave a five-star review while you're at it because it does help the show grow. And I always love to read a good five-star review. All right, we are one week away officially from the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft. And as we've talked about over the last few weeks when discussing this draft, one of the more unpredictable drafts we've had in a really long time. I think that is because of uncertainty at the quarterback position, the possibility of trading up, uh, you know, who is going to go number one if, if it is Bryce Young, how does that impact number two? And then really also when you look at it, not that strong of a draft. I think that if you were to get the, the opportunity to look at all 32 teams draft boards, you'd see a lot of different rankings. I don't think it's one of those years where it's a consensus that, you know, Trevor Lawrence is number one or, or, or you know, th- that type of thing. I think you are going to see a lot of surprises in this in this first round and especially you know really throughout but I think in the top half is where there's going to be a lot of those moments where you're watching live and people go I had no idea this person was going to go that high so with that in mind you know it is a tough year to do mock drafts but one week out I wanted to give you guys a look at how I think the first half of the top round could play out so picks one through 16 where where will the trades be? Where will the quarterbacks go? How far will Jalen Carter fall? Where will Will Anderson go? All those things. Will a cornerback go in the first round? I, I think there's just a ton of uncertainty with this. When I sat down to try to do it, it did not play out how I expected it to play out, frankly. Once you, you know, get rolling and you get to that eighth, ninth pick, you're sitting there and you're going, man, there's already not a ton of great players left. So let's dive right into it on how I think as of now. The, the top 16 picks will play out, and I do have a trade in there. I do think you'll see a team move up for a quarterback. So number one, Carolina Panthers. The closer we get to the draft, one week out, not just everything you hear and read, but you look at the betting market, and Bryce Young is becoming the heavy favorite to go number one. Now, knowing Frank Reich, knowing their head coach, I still think C.J. Stroud is the smart pick for them. I would not rule it out. But a week out, it would be foolish to ignore all the smoke, all the rumors, um, and frankly, the betting market. So I think Bryce Young, number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. I have questions about him as a quarterback. I think he has a ton of upside. I just don't know if he's someone that because of his size will be able to consistently win in the pocket. That would be my concern. But Frank Reich does do a good job developing quarterbacks. I'll be interested to see what he does with Bryce Young, who I will put at number one overall. Number two, Will Anderson uh, of Alabama. So no quarterback at number two. There's just so much being written about how the Texans love Bryce Young and really just won't take C.J. Stroud. I think that would be a mistake. Again, I think C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback in this draft. I think he's going to be a franchise guy. But if you don't like him, if you're the Texans, then don't take him. And Will Anderson is probably the safest prospect in this entire draft. Elite edge rusher, important position, Great track record. Everything you read about him, no off-the-field concerns whatsoever. Nick Saban speaks extremely highly of him. So the Texans add an elite edge rusher to build that defensive line around. 
you know, Davis Mills is what he is. I don't think he's the future. His numbers are not as bad as you as people think, but it is a really strong quarterback draft next year. So if you're the Texans, you probably expect to be in that top five again. You can try to move up if there's someone you really like, like a Caleb Williams, obviously out of USC. So I think the Texans pass on a quarterback and they take the, the safest prospect in the draft in Will Anderson. Number three, and this is where things get interesting. Would a team jump the Colts to take a quarterback? Would the Colts move up to make sure they get C.J. Stroud at number three? And if the Cardinals stay put, who do they take? Because I think they would love to take Will Anderson. But with him off the board, they're sitting there. They're not going to take a quarterback. They should, but they're not going to take a quarterback. There's really no other prospect that has the upside that's worth that number three pick. So maybe Jalen Carter doesn't fall at all. Maybe he flat out just goes where he kind of should, which is among the first few picks. Elite prospect, one of the few special players in the draft. We can say that the off the field concerns are there, and it's something the Cardinals would have to feel comfortable with. But just in terms of this draft not being that great and him being a special player, Jalen Carter is a special player. And I think at number three, knowing Jonathan Gannon, knowing what he did in Philly, knowing how much he values getting after the quarterback, knowing how they need an interior edge rusher and what that can do and make their edge rushers better. He coached Fletcher Cox in Philadelphia. I think Jalen Carter has Fletcher Cox potential. I think Jalen Carter goes number three to the Arizona Cardinals. So the fall that was talked about with Jalen Carter doesn't happen. He goes number three overall. Number four, the Colts just have to be sitting there and just you know, going wild, you know, celebrating. Remember that video of the Vikings celebrating when they got Justin Jefferson? That'll be this, only 10 times more. You give Shane Steichen, C.J. Stroud, I think the Colts could win that division. I think uh, C.J. Stroud has all the potentials to be an immediate franchise guy right away. Uh, I think Shane Steichen will do a great job building the offense around him. You'll see him move a little bit, but you'll just see him win from the pocket. And I think C.J. Stroud is extremely accurate, and he's the franchise quarterback the Colts have been waiting for. Probably not too happy for Gardner Minshew, because I think C.J. Stroud will be starting, if not right away, within those first few weeks. But this is an absolute steal for the Colts, and I think it would be a slam dunk pick for him. So C.J. Stroud, number four overall to the Colts. If you're the Seahawks, Man, you probably are not happy with how this played out. You were really hoping there'd be a run on quarterbacks. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, hoping that one of them was going to fall to you. The Seahawks seem pretty wrapped up in taking a defensive player. They need one. I think the better prospects are defensive players at this point. And I think they'll take an impactful one. I don't think you'll see them go after a cornerback or, or anything like that. So I'm going to give him Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. I'm not the hugest fan, but you read scouting reports. You read what other draft experts think of him. He is viewed as potentially, and he's not Will Anderson, but I think he's pretty consensus of the number two edge rusher. The Seahawks need one. Um, you know, Huge physical uh, traits that you look in an edge rusher. Really strong. Has that first step if he needs it to get off the line of scrimmage. So I think the Seahawks take Tyree Wilson at number five. Number, uh, number six, the Detroit Lions. They need a cornerback. They would they would prefer to get a, a defensive lineman, I think, but there was a run on them as opposed to quarterback. So I'm going to give him Devin Witherspoon. Um, I think number one cornerback in the draft. I like him more than Christian Gonzalez. I think he has number one cornerback personality. I think he has number one cornerback attitude. A little older, right, in the way that he he's not, you know, coming out as soon as he can. He did have that extra year, but he had an outstanding year and arguably the best year of any cornerback in college football last year. He's comfortable playing man coverage, and I think he'll bring that attitude that Dan Campbell's trying to build in Detroit. So I'm going to give him Devin Witherspoon um, out of Illinois. Next up, the Raiders. You know, could be a quarterback here, especially with Anthony Richardson and Will Levis still on the board. But I just, 
I think that with Jimmy Garoppolo there, I think they'd rather wait till next year. And so the best thing to do when you're waiting to take a quarterback is to build that offensive lineup. I'm going to give him Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. I think he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. He's played guard. He has tackle potential. He has tackle qualities. And he has played left tackle. I just mean when people compare him and Skaronsky, you hear often, well, Skaronsky, you know, can play guard too. Paris Johnson can as well. So I think the Raiders get uh, probably the best offensive line prospect in this draft. You know, you develop them for a year, and then next year when you get your quarterback, you feel really good about at least one of the tackles you have. Or if you want to move them into guard, you can do that too. But I think it's just adding to the offensive line is always a good thing to do if you're building around your quarterback. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, could be a quarterback spot. I'm surprised there's not more buzz about them taking a quarterback. Again, Anthony Richardson would seem like a good option here, but you just don't hear a lot about it. And I think that with the option to take a Nolan Smith out of Georgia, freak athlete, edge rusher, obviously played at Georgia, will be extremely popular pick amongst the fans. I think Nolan Smith has big upside, big bust potential. His sack numbers are not great. He struggled with injuries. But he has, I think, the skill set that is probably better suited for the NFL than what he did at Georgia. Great off the edge, elite first step, comparable to Hassan Reddick, who's had double-digit sacks three years in a row, was maybe defensive player of the year last year. I think Nolan Smith is a good pick for the Falcons. It'll be popular with the fans. And another team that's going to wait on a quarterback. And that's a common theme in, in, in so far in this mock. But I think overall, it's a better quarterback draft next year. And so for that, I think you'll t- see these quarterbacks maybe fall a little sooner or a little further than people think. Next up, Chicago Bears. It's really tempting to go get Justin Fields a weapon, right? A Jackson Smith and Igba out of Ohio State. A Bijan Robinson out of Texas. But if they're smart... They will build around that offensive line, improve the line. I'm not a big fan of the player, but people really like him. Peter Skaronsky, you know, local kid, right? He'll he'll get to go to play in Chicago. He can play guard. He can play tackle. You could try him at tackle, and if that doesn't work out, you can move him inside to guard and feel really good about that spot. Justin Fields, I think, has a ton of upside. I think he's going to be a special player, but he have they have to get the line right. They have to get him better protection, and that starts with getting Peter Skaronsky. So. I think he goes number nine to the Bears. Number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's my first trade. I think if the board falls this way, if if Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, the offensive linemen are all gone, I think the Eagles will look to trade trade back. So who could look to trade up? Look at you know some of the immediate picks. Titans, Texans, Jets, Patriots, Packers. None of them really need a quarterback. Like They could move up if they really love the prospect, but I don't think it's a great move-up spot. So who's a team that would move up for a quarterback? The division rivals, the Washington Commanders, they're about to have a new ownership. They need a quarterback to build around. They're really kind of doing nothing with their team until they get one. I know they can say they like the quarterbacks on the roster. I don't believe them. You know, you have an elite offensive quarter now, quarter, quarter, an elite offensive coordinator now. I think they move up. I think Washington makes a trade with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are willing to do it. I think they pay a premium. You get a, free, a future first-round pick from Washington. You always pay more when you're in division. You always pay more when you're going up for a quarterback. So the Eagles trade back all the way to 16, and they and the Washington Commanders move up and get Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Maybe the highest upside of any quarterback in the draft just because of what a great athlete he is. I have extreme skepticism about him. I, you know, The passing is very concerning. But if you're Washington, this is a gamble you take. This is someone that you try to, you know, find a diamond in the rough. You try to take someone other people may be undervaluing and you fix that quarterback spot. So Washington moves up. They take uh, Anthony Richardson. The Eagles move down, uh, you know, behind, you know, all the way down to 16. 
And I think there is where uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see a move up for a quarterback. So in the top 10, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Anthony Richardson all go. I think Will Levis is going to fall. The closer to the draft, you're seeing more and more maybe teams aren't as high on him as other as mock drafts were. And so I think he falls out of the top 10 and potentially into the second half of the first round. All right, number 11, the Tennessee Titans. At this point, I think he's fallen too far. Uh, I have my questions about him, but high upside, important position, great athlete. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. The Titans, you know, they should consider a quarterback for sure. This could be a Bijan Robinson spot if they're going to trade Derrick Henry, but it's never a bad thing to add to your uh, defense, to add to an important outside cornerback position. Christian Gonzalez has number one cornerback physical traits. We'll see if he can do it at the NFL level, but I like this pick for the Titans while they kind of wait on their quarterback. You go with Tannehill for another year and you see what happens uh, in the following season. Maybe you're picking higher and you can get a true franchise guy. But until then, you add a number one shutdown corner, and that is always valuable in today's NFL. Next up, Houston Texans. I'm giving them Jackson Smith Enigma out of Ohio State. Uh, He is, I think, easily the best receiver in this year's draft. Play outside, can play inside. He produced when elite players were around him. He's NFL ready. He he reminds me of Devontae Smith in his ability, I think, to come in and contribute week one, snap one. Texans don't get their quarterback, but if you come out of the draft with Will Anderson and Jackson Smith and Igba, I think you are you have two of the safest prospects in the entire draft. And then next year, when you do get that quarterback, you have a ton of talent around him to go out and you know make his transition to the NFL easier. So that's the I think the pick for the Texans. I think it's a smart one. And with those two players, the Texans are having an outstanding draft so far. All right, next up, New York Jets. Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. I think you could also see Broderick Jones out of Georgia here, but I think the Jets just take the best offensive lineman available. They need help, uh, you know, at the tackle spot. If they're going to go get Aaron Rodgers, you want to have a good line around him. You know, Paris Johnson, I think, is a better prospect than these uh, these guys. I think Harrison out of Oklahoma is a better prospect to me than Jones out of Georgia, but they both have tackle physical traits. They both played the position. I like them both better than Skaronsky. I just think Skaronsky is going to go higher. So that would be my pick for the Jets. Uh, Anton Harrison, Harrison out of Oklahoma. Next up, the New England Patriots. I'm giving them Luke Van Ness out of Iowa. He's someone that can do a bunch of different things depending on what they want to do in Bill Belichick's defense. Like He can play on the edge if you want him. He can slide inside and play defensive tackle because of how big he is and his size. He could be maybe a 3-4 defensive end, definitely a 4-3 defensive end, definitely a 4-3 defensive tackle. But we know Bill Belichick likes to move things around, likes to get creative, and Luke Van Ness gives him that option on the defensive line. Next up, the Green Bay Packers, Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame, uh, the number one tight end in the draft. Packers have a need at tight end. They have, you know, pretty solid receivers there with with, with upside. You want to give Jordan Love some weapons to work with. Sometimes a tight end can be a rookie quarterback's best friend, a reliable option over the middle, a reliable, good route runner. You know he's going to be there and can be a red zone threat. So I think this would be a good pick uh, for the Packers. All right, the last pick of this mock draft, or at least, you know, the top half, the Eagles, who traded down, they they moved down from number 10 uh, all the way down to Washington's pick. And they get Bijan Robinson, someone the fans want him to take at number 10. If you can leave the first round, or at least that 10th pick, with the future first and Bijan Robinson, I think that's an excellent outcome for the Eagles. Bijan Robinson will come in right away, be an impact player, week one, snap one, touching the ball all the time, taking up all those carries Miles Sanders had last year now that he's in Carolina. And with that offense, with Jalen, 
A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, that offensive line. You put B. John Robinson there, they could average 34, 35, 36 points a game. Like, they will be unstoppable on offense. So, would they take him at 10? I think they might. I think people are underestimating the chance. But you tell Howie you get Bijan and you get a future first, I-, I think he would do that. So the Washington gets their quarterback. The Eagles get the guy they want and a future first. Be an interesting trade and certainly one that within the division would you know really matter for years to come. But that's how I see the first half playing out right now. I don't see the run on quarterbacks, people think. I don't see... Uh, you know, I see a lot of those defensive guys going early, and I think there'll be some trades. And I think the Eagles are, are certainly a team to keep an eye on for making a big trade. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.